0: take your bibles uh turn to the chapter of joshua chapter 10 uh joshua chapter 10 it's there this morning that uh, we are going to read uh a day like none other i mean there was a day never before it uh, a day never after it uh and it's really one of the most interesting stories uh, in all the bible and i want you to pay uh particular attention today to uh verse number five it's there that we're going to kind of get our points this morning uh, and we are going to put a tag on this message today uh, kings that must be overcome and they're going to be found uh, in that 10th chapter that uh, fifth verse but then in verse uh, 14 we're going to see the day uh, that there was never none uh, like it uh, and never none uh, since uh, and we're in this uh, series uh, we started uh, the first week the uh, discipline of a champion we uh, looked at david uh, last week, uh, we just simply looked at the heel, uh, is not enough. We got to want more, uh, than what the world is wanting to give us. We just don't want a lot on side of a mountain, but, uh, we want the entire mountain. We want uh, all the fields. We want all the acreage, uh, that we can possibly get. And this morning, uh, I want to preach on Kings, uh, that must be overcome. We're in this series, uh, the overcomer. Uh, and in Revelation 12, 11, it tells us that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We overcome uh, by the blood of the lamb uh, and the word of our testimony. We've talked about the definition. Uh, of, of, of an overcomer. I mean, I mean, it certainly can mean that uh, you've been able to defeat, that you've been able to conquer, that you've been able to prevail, but it also means that you're getting better. I want you to understand today that you may have not overcome everything that you've gone through, but today you are getting better. I mean, you've not been set back. The fact that you are here today uh, could also mean that you are in the process Uh, of overcoming. And so uh, understand today uh, that that certainly uh, matters as well. Uh, This certainly is one of the most amazing stories in the Bible. And that's the fact that God's people are uh, at war with these five kings and these cities that the Israelites are fighting. And they're fighting for a very interesting city, probably one that you've never heard of, uh, and that's Jerusalem. Uh, Can you imagine that? Uh, Today, uh, a lot of things that are going on uh, halfway around the world uh, in the Middle East, and the same is true uh, today uh, as was back then. They are fighting uh, for that city by the name of Jerusalem. And today, and many years later, Jerusalem is still uh, the centerpiece uh, of God's um, uh, plan, God's provision. Uh, And the word Jerusalem literally means, it means city of peace. City of peace and so this morning we're going to read these verses of scripture and we're going to have to understand today that these five kings, these five kings, they are trying to fight god's people. but I want you to also look at that these five kings they have spiritual meanings there are names behind these kings uh, and they rose up to fight god's people and and God gives them victory over these kings. Now what's interesting today is we've looked at the discipline of the champion, we've looked at the heel is not enough, and today we're looking at these kings that must be overcome because if you are going to be an overcomer, today we're kind of uh, halfway through this series, today if you're an overcomer, these kings, and perhaps many other kings, but certainly these kings are kings that you are going to have to overcome yourself if you're going to have victory. If you're gonna live a life that's victorious. So, this morning, Kings that Must Be Overcome, out of Joshua uh, chapter 10, and we're gonna actually read, it's a little lengthy, but uh, we're gonna read uh, these 14 verses of scripture together. Let's stand in honor of God's word this morning. These are some difficult words. Perhaps you won't remember them all, but I'd like I say, pay close attention to verse 5 and verse 14. This is the inspired word of God. The inspired word of God. In this word. Is a power, power to change lives. You guys sound good. Now it came to pass when deck, king of Jerusalem, had heard now that Joshua had taken Ai and had utterly destroyed it as he had done to Jericho and her king. So he had done to Ai and her king and how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them that they feared greatly because Gibeon was a great city and one of the royal cities, and because it was greater than Ai, and all the men thereof were mighty. Wherefore, Adonadak, king of Jerusalem, sent unto Holom, king of Hebron, and to Piram, king of Jermoth, and to Joppa, king of Lachish, and to Dabar, king of Eglon, saying, Come up unto me and help me that we may smite Gibeon, for it hath made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. Therefore, I want you to notice, therefore the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jermoth, the king of Lachish, the king of Eglon, gathered themselves together and went up. They and all their hosts encamped before Gibeon and made war against it. And the man of Gibeon sent unto Joshua to the camp to Gilgal, saying, Slack not thy hand from thy servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us, for all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. So Joshua sent it from Gilgal, he and all the people of the war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thy hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goeth up to Betharon, and smote them, Azekiah and to Melchadah. And it came to pass, as they were fled from before Israel, and were in the going down to Bethron, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Ezekiah, and they died. They were more which died with the hailstones than whom the children of Israel slew with a the sword. Then spake Joshua to the Lord, and that day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said, In the sight of Israel, son, stand thou still, "...upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Adjadaron, and the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written into the book of Jashar. So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven, and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like it before or after it, after the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel." For the Lord fought for Israel. Everybody say, The Lord fought for Israel. Israel. Let's pray. Father God, today we praise you for your word. Lord, we know that it is illumination. We, Lord, we know that it is inspiration, that it is education. And Lord, for these next few moments, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we not just merely hear words about you, but Lord, we hear a word from you. Lord, decrease me today so that you can increase. And Lord, today in this room, on these chairs are people that are overcomers. And Lord, I know we have an enemy. I know we have demonic activity. I know we have things surrounding us that want to defeat us, that want to discourage us. But Lord, I pray for your liberating spirit to be in this place this morning and that when we leave here, we walk out of here with a glide in our stride, with purpose and our step, and we realize that through you, that you fight for us. Lord, we praise you and we love you. And if there's somebody here today lost in need of you, that today would be a day of salvation. And it's in your powerful, mighty name that we pray. Amen. Maybe may be seated. Kings that must be overcome. I'm a firm believer that uh, we have texts like this in the scripture that allow us insight as to how some of these biblical heroes was able to win some of the victories that they did. And we get the privilege uh, each and every week to look at God's word for It's kind of like manna for our soul, it's kind of like uh, encouragement, it's kind of like water for the thirsty and food for the hungry. And and, and certainly God's word uh, allows us some application to which we can uh, just simply glean from so that we can live our lives. And so this morning I want us to, to look at these kings that, that, that have to be overcome because there would be no doubt there would be somebody sitting in this place today that, that somehow, someway you are now stuck where it is that you are. That somehow today there's somebody sitting here amongst us that that is maybe fighting depression or somebody is going through a time and a season of loneliness or somebody here today is confused in the the midst of chaos or somebody is living in darkness or living in sin. I want you to know that that just as Joshua was able to defeat these uh, kings and the Lord fought these battles, the Lord is fighting our battles as well. And you and I are able to overcome these kings But we got to understand how we overcome them and we got to understand that the Lord is not only fighting for Israel but the Lord is also fighting for us every single day the devil don't have a chance amen I mean it's a fixed fight y'all know what a fixed fight is a fixed fight means it already is done I mean it already is won I mean we already know who the winner is and you know who the winner is you and I God's people we win plus nothing minus nothing period you and I are victorious so this morning if you want to walk out of here defeated that's up to you but I'm going to just point to you five quick things today that Joshua was able to overcome through these particular kings that we find mentioned in verse five and the first group that rose up against these overcomers against Joshua was a group called the Amorites and Joshua was determined. I don't know today if you're determined, but, 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 but I'm determined to have everything that God wants me to have. I'm determined to have all the promises that God has promised I'm determined to have all the blessings that God has ha, has promised that he wants to bless me with I've promised today that God wants to give me life i am promised today an abundant life I'm promised today that I am a head and not a tail I'm promised today greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world I'm promised today that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper i am promised today that the god God will make a way where there appears to be no way. I promise the day that God makes the impossible possible. I promise the day that all that bow a knee and accept Jesus Christ into their heart, they will be saved and they will have a home in heaven. Friend, Today, that's just a part of the promise. And so today I want you to understand that Joshua came up against these Amorites. And Amorites really means talkers and sayers. If you were to look up the word Amorite and you were to break down what Amorites are, Amorites are talkers and sayers. Joshua had to overcome the talkers and the sayers. In order to have what God wanted him to have, in order to possess what God wanted him to possess, in order to obtain what God wanted for him to obtain... He had to rise up and he had to overcome the talkers and the sayers. In other words, in order for you to possess whatever it is that you're going to possess or whatever it is that you're going to have or obtain whatever it is that God wants you to obtain, you're going to have to overcome in your life talkers and sayers. You're going to have to overcome uh, somebody who's going to always speak out against you. You know what, today all of us have got those kind of people. I've had them ever since I was in school. There would be people that say, hey, you're not going to amount to anything. That uh, you're not going to be able to do what it is that you want to do. You're not going to be able to start that business that God has led you to start. Your, your marriage is never going to stay together. Your, your kids are always going to act like a fool. You, you ain't never going to become anything. There's always going to be talkers and sayers. And the devil will make sure to deposit people in your life who will speak against your destiny. Moses was spoken against. Job was spoken against. Job literally had a friend whose name literally meant the chirper, and he would just go around chirping all the time. Absalom spoke against David, and it was his own family. Folks speak uh, all the time against people. Even Jesus had uh, people that spoke against his destiny. Listen, you need to understand today there are always going to be people that are going to be talkers and sayers. The big divide in this country is not really between Democrats and Republicans or women and men or liberals and conservatives. But it's really against talkers, and it's against doers. You see, you can't let people that are going to talk all the time talk you out of what it is that God has for you and I to have. What it is that God wants you to obtain. You see, there's some things that you've got to just go ahead and read the Bible and understand the 7,000 plus promises in Scripture for yourself. And you've got to go ahead and make up your mind. I don't need the preacher to tell me. I don't need to sing the songs or anything else. I already know that I am the head and not the tail. I already know that I am in the royal bloodline. I already know that I have a home in heaven. I already know that the Spirit of God lives in me because He lives. I can face tomorrow. I already know that I am a child of God I already know that I am overcoming I already know that in Jesus I can do all things through him that gives me strength you can't listen to the world you can't listen to the people I don't care what CNN, NBC, ABC, Fox News news Nation. I don't care what they're reporting on I'm reporting on this today that God sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins and through him, you and I can overcome all things. You know what? If you listen to the talkers and the sayers, they're going to depress you. They're gonna always, always going to be talkers and sayers. You know, when, when, we, when we have things that happen in our life, listen, there's people that can talk you out of things and they'll talk about you. But listen, they don't define me. I've gotten to a place, and I've said this a million times before, but listen, if you don't live on people's compliments, you won't die on their criticisms. So I appreciate your compliments, but give them to God, okay? I don't want you to set me up for failure, because I'm not going to live on compliments. That way, I won't die on criticism. So whether you're criticizing or whether you're complimenting, I'm just simply going to give that all over to God and realize that, hey, it's God through me. I don't live on those things. And friend, don't get nervous. Don't get all shook up. Don't get all messed up because people talking about you. You know, I've gotten to a place, this is kind of more in the fifth point than it is the first point, but I've gotten to a place in my life, I've gotten to a place in my life that I really don't really care about what the talkers just say or say. I'm more interested in, in what Jesus says. Let me get to number two. I, don't, don't encourage me too much because I'll stay there for a while, but listen. <laughs> the second group that rose up against Joshua was a king of Hebron. And Hebron literally means association. So this king, Hebron, means association. Now listen, saved folks and sanctified folks can't just hang out with everybody. That's one of the problems we have today in this world is you've got to realize there's something in you. There's something in you that makes you different. If you want to know who you are, sometimes you need to check out who it is that you're running with. Because sometimes the gossipers, they'll run together. The whiners, they'll run together. And we can't just run with anybody because, listen, association sometimes will bring assimilation. The church has gotten so worldly and the worldly has gotten so churchy that sometimes we can't tell the difference between the two. Because, listen, association affects our elevation. Association requires evaluation. Evaluation. And in this relationship, taking me up or taking me down, is it a blessing or is it a cursing? Is it bringing me closer to God or is it pushing me farther away from God? You see, we talked about last week when the Spirit of God is upon you or upon the church, we know that barriers get broken. We know that communities uh, get formed. We know that opposites get reconciled. We know that unity gets established, disease gets cured, uh, uh, addictions get broken, cities get renewed, races get reconciled, hope gets established, people get blessed. And we know that, that it just simply happens when we just simply trust in Almighty God. You see, sometimes we got to realize that new levels bring new devils. And sometimes more favor brings more haters. Sometimes you gotta surround yourself with people whose definition of you is not based upon your history, but it's based upon your destiny. Man, I gotta come down for that. (laughs) Listen, listen. There's a lot of people that'll base what they talk and say about you on your history. All of us got a history. Anybody here ever got a history? You got a history with the bottle. You got a history with the drugs. You got a history with the woman. You got a history with the man. You you, you got a history. Everybody here got a history. But see, I don't need people to relive my history all the time. I need some people that understand that I'm not who I used to be. And that I got a destiny. I need somebody to know that old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I need somebody to know, hey, I can remember back there in the chapters of history, but something got a hold of you. Something changed your life. There was a time that you must have bowed a knee in front of Almighty God, and He changed your life. It's no longer about history, but it's about destiny. See, today I see destiny people here. I see people today that if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, friends, it's no longer about what it is you did yesterday. If the Lord's done forgot about that, you need to forget about that. You've been set free. Sometimes people will beat themselves up the rest of their life because of something that was done in their history. Let me just tell you what the Lord says, what the Bible says. The Bible says that he removes it as far as it is from the east to the west. And so if you're going to spend the rest of your life dragging around, kicking yourself because of something you did back in 1970, listen, that's what the devil wants you to do. You got a destiny now, man. Our best days are in front of us. They're not behind us. Our best days for Christian friends, no matter what this world, the best days for this world, to be honest with you, and this is just my opinion, and I've said it before, the best days for this world are probably behind it. But the best days for the Christian, they ain't behind it. Matter of fact, it ain't even begun yet. I mean, I can't wait to one of these days, the curtain is going to just be pulled back and all the things that people think aren't going to happen, God's going to come and he's going to take charge. So see, you need to understand today that Joshua had to defeat the talkers. He had to defeat the sayers. And then he also had to watch his association because friends, we need people that'll speak life into us, not people that will speak death into you. You need today people that, that will build you up and simply not tear you down. Listen, we need today people that will encourage us. And so we got to watch who it is that we hang out with. The third group of people that Joshua had to defeat was the king of Jarmuth, And Jarmuth was basically a city. It literally meant uh, an elevation or a city of a high place. The city of Jarmuth was located in the lowlands of Judah. It was known as a high name, but it was actually a very low place. They bear the name of a saint, but they live the low place of sin. They claim the high place of a Christian, but they live the life of compromise. You see, it is not enough for you to say uh, that you're a Christian if you don't live like one, if you don't act like one. You see, the name of their city said a high place, but the location of the city was a very low place. You cannot have a positive life and have a negative mind. Someone has said whatever you hold in your mind will tend to occur in your life. If you continue to believe it as you always believed, you will continue to act as you've always acted. If you continue to act as you've always acted, you will continue to get what you've always gotten. And if you want different results in your life or in your work, one thing you got to do is you got to change your mind. Friends, today we need to change our mindset. Today is the most glorious day Today is the day that the Lord has made and you and I certainly need to rejoice and we need to be glad in it. And today we need to understand and we need to start acting like we're Christians. We need to start walking and talking and gliding and striding and realizing today that we truly are overcomers in Christ. And just as Joshua, he had to deal with the talkers and the sayers. He had to deal with the associations. He had to deal with these places that would speak to a high place, but they would live low. Then we also see that Joshua came up against a king, Lachish. Lachish, what does that literally mean? It literally translates invincible, so the name of this army could be invincible. This is an army that they would say has never been beaten. Listen, the devil wants us to think that some of the giants we're up against are invincible. Some of us are fighting cancer today. Some of us are fighting different diseases and the devil will whisper in our ear and he'll say, you know what? That, that disease, that's invincible. You're not going to overcome it. You're not going to beat it. You know what? I believe one of the first things you got to do, you got to change your mindset. you got to have something the Bible says that, that faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Don't wait till your pop a pill to get healed. Go ahead and just get healed in your mind, amen? I mean, just go ahead and praise God on credit. Just go ahead and start acting like you're already what it is that you're wanting God to do. And I'll tell you what, first of all, you'll trip the devil out. And second of all, you'll get God's attention because God will say, I ain't even sent the miracle yet. But you're acting like you already got the miracle because sometimes you got to call it and you got to just simply believe it before you simply get it. That's what the Bible simply says. And so this fourth group that Joshua was up against is this king called Lachish. This is an army that would have never been beaten. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. A lion will always prey on the young ones, the weak ones. He always is trying to get over on somebody. The devil will give up when he sees that you're not going to give in. If you'll just simply come against the devil in the name of Jesus Christ, and you will just simply come against the devil and just simply let the devil know that you're going to believe for the impossible. You're going to believe for uh, that which is implausible, that you may be just running on nothing, but you know that God specializes in nothing. You know what? I, I, I believe, matter of fact, all throughout Scripture, sometimes you got to get empty. Sometimes you got to get to that place of nothing because God specializes when there ain't nothing. God specializes when there ain't any other evidence except for the evidence, of Almighty God. So the Amorites they were the talkers and the sayer. The Hebrew Bronze they literally meant association. Jarmuth meant elevation or a city of a high place. Lachish literally translated the invincible, so the name of the army would be invincible. Let me get to this fifth group. This will be for the cattle people or the ranchers or the farmers. The fifth group that rose up against Joshua was the king of Eglon. Now listen, Eglon, it would really be defined as a young bull. It really means a heifer, a young bull that has not matured. Now you may be saying, what has that got to do with being an overcomer? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm going to tell you, listen, one of the greatest catastrophes of Christianity or a church is the people who lack maturity. A lot of people don't have maturity. You know, I don't mind changing a baby's diaper, but there becomes a time, at least for a good season, until you and I get old again. Amen. And then uh, it might be time to change our diapers again. I, 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 I tease our kids all the time that uh, if that day ever comes, I'm looking forward to that day. You know, it'd be good. But that day's not now. That day's not now. That's not right now. But listen, listen, there's a time that we got to understand that we got to grow up. We got to grow up. The enemy preys on immaturity in the church. Some people are running around acting like a calf when they should be a bull. You know, as time has gone by, and, and the odor that I've gotten, and I'm speaking for me because I, I know people on both sides of this issue, but the odor that I've gotten the less I want to major on the minor things in life. I don't want to conflict. I, I, I don't want chaos. I don't want drama. I, I, I want to live a mature life. I, I want to find balance. I, I, I don't think that we always have to agree with each other on everything. I don't think we always have to be a bunch of yes men or yes women. I, I, I believe there's room in God's kingdom for us to have different personalities and, and some different thoughts, some different beliefs. I, I believe there's room uh, in the church for us not to just always be just, just the same. I, I believe that we're individuals and, and, and we're all different. And we don't have to get to church to find this out. If you're married, how many of y'all realized after you got married that your spouse is a little different than you? <laughs> oh, yeah, it must be most of you. You just did. You just did. Can you imagine two spouses just walking around all the time and they're just like all the time together and they just believe everything the same and stuff? I mean, I, I, I mean they say opposite track. I don't know if that's true or not, but let me, let me tell you, this wouldn't work out. As a matter of fact, I, don't, I just don't thought about this. This got this down from email, but listen, I, I've never seen a couple come into my office and, 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 and they were just, just a perfect little match and they just agreed. The only time anybody's a perfect little match, that's before they get married. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, before they get married, it's like, oh, I can't wait to get married. How much do you make? Oh, I don't have a job yet. (laughs) Where are you going to live? I don't know. But we're in love. (laughs) But I tell you what, you give them a year. You give them a year, and I guarantee you they're worried about a job. They're worried about a car. They're worried about a house. They're worried about a lot of things because you find out it ain't all that that you thought it was going to be. Can we get amen? Amen. Just the man, can I get amen? Amen. There you go. That's the first time I think ever in this church ever got an amen from the man. But listen, (laughs) it happens. But listen, we need people today that are strong, that are mature, that are not the little baby calf, that we need to understand today that we need to pick our fights wisely. And we need to understand today that if we are going to be overcomers, that we've got to be mature in the faith that we got to grow up. And we got to realize just as that uh, 14th verse says that, that the Lord fought for Israel. Listen, listen to me, church. If you missed everything, I want you to hear this. The Lord will fight our battles. If you're busy fighting the battle, let me just tell you what, you and I, we're not that good. We're not that good. But you need to know that the Lord will fight our battle. That's why I don't, get, I don't get tripped out on a lot of things that I see a lot of other people getting tripped out about. I don't get scared. I don't get fearful. I don't, I don't get worried about a lot of things that a lot of other people sit around and worry about. I, I, I just don't worry about those things. And don't get me wrong. I'll be the first to tell you that I like to be informed. I like to kind of know what's going on in the world. I like to keep in contact with that. But listen, listen, I'm not, I'm not fretful of that. Friends, I already know how it ends. I already know the end from the beginning. I already know that God's in control, but listen, we need to live a life that is totally dependent upon God. We need to sell out. And when we get to the end of ourself, that's when we get to the beginning of God. And you know what? I don't, I don't know when you get to the end of yourself. You, you, you know, I don't know. Maybe to me, it was maybe in the last few years, but you got to get to a place in your life that you get to the end of yourself and it's no longer about you. It's not about the I, it's no longer about the my, it's no longer about the me, you know it's not I, my, me. Whenever people approach me and, and it starts with I and it starts with my or it starts with me, that, that generally is an indication that that person is, is, is a little bit immature because if it's about I, my, and me then, then that means you've not grown up over yourself. But when somebody says us, our, and we, that's somebody that's at least beginning to get it. Because they realize life's not about the I, but it's about the us. It's about the our. It's about the we. It's about all of us. And the quicker you get to that place in life, the quicker just as Joshua was able to overcome these kings. And then that interesting verse in verse 14 that says, when that sun stood still, there was never a day before it, never a day like it. You've got to understand that God can do some things that you and I have never even heard of. We've all heard of miracles and we've all heard of cancer removal and we've all heard of diseases being healed and different things. But let me just tell you how good God is. God can not only do that, God can do some things that you and I ain't never thought of that he can do. I mean, that's just who he is because he is so good, he is so big that God can do some things that you and I have never heard of or that we've never imagined. Just think about that, friends. Jesus loves you and he cares for you. And understand the way that we overcome, the way that we overcome is just simply to believe God and believe God so much that we're not lined up with different people. We're not listening to different people. We're not living a life of, of fakeism trying to make everybody think something that we're not. But listen, we're living a life of maturity. And that life of maturity represents that we've gotten to the end of ourselves. And we've gotten to the beginning of God.